BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I don't know shit about fuck. Fuck off. I like sucking. Legit bad podcast. Ow! Where's your home? Welcome to Costco. I love you. It's not a tumor. Welcome to Legit Bat. Uh, we had some technical difficulties on the last show, so if anybody in the chat right off the top here could let me know if it sounds yeah, like sorry, yes, it sucks so that bad would be awesome. For the Planet Retard Report. Yeah, sorry to everybody who actually tuned in on that. Normally, I don't look at the chat on that show, and I happened to look at it afterwards and was like, shit. And I was expecting zero listeners live, <laughs> so I'm, I'm thankful for you guys, though. And the hilarious comments about our audio sucking were pretty great. Yeah, thanks for, for us laugh, dealing actually. with us. Thank you. you son of a bitch. And Ben's here today. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Oh, there you go. You can you can talk, yeah. You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah. I got to play all my new uh, clips off the Ooh, top. Uh, it's your first, yeah, if it's your first time listening, I'm Joe. Jen's with me. Ben made it this time. Always got to give him shoot, shoot shit for that. But seriously, if anybody can tell me in the chat if it sounds like shit, let me know. Okay. Otherwise, we're just going to keep going. But we had Matt on, Matt Lehman on before several months ago now. And that was back when I was trying to use a different streaming service and it got cut off halfway through and I had to restart. It was fucking dog shit. And here he is back cursing us with more technical difficulties. So thanks, Matt. How's it going, buddy? Good to see you. Hey, what's up? I was hopeful to meet you guys in, in Malala, but I missed you over there. But I hope we can meet up sometime because we're near each other somewhat. And hey, Ben, where are you located? And hi. Thanks for uh, having me on. <laughs> hi. <laughs> You're, you no problem, man. Glad to have you again. Sorry for the sometimes shit show uh, technological problems that it seems like everybody gets plagued with from time to time. Uh, I'm also in Reading, uh, temporarily, albeit. Cool. Uh, moved back up here uh, last January and hopefully won't be spending more than an, uh, less than two years from this, from this moment, hopefully, uh, before I get the fuck out of California. 
Yeah, I feel it. Yeah, California is interesting. There's some. Where are you at again? I'm in Ashland. It's part of the beast oh, kind right. of place. Yeah, it's interesting. We where I'm at in the Rogue River Valley. I mean, they they burned us out a cut like a year and a half ago. They haven't rebuilt the town, you know. So it's still like ruins from that that whole story, which is a show in and of itself. But yeah, Ashland's like total communist, just like. Uh, California, but but there's like Mount Shasta just south of me, me and places north of me that are chill. So it's right. like I just got to get out of town to get to normality. Yeah, yeah. We always told. Yeah, Ashland's kind of only about. Here. Yeah, Ashland's only right. about three hours. We have we had family in Medford and uh, Cave Junction right next to you guys, uh, and actually we still have family in Cave Junction. We've been up there multiple times uh, over the thirty years to visit family up there. It's beautiful up there. I know that the people are definitely different than what all of you guys see up north from Portland. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's a good place. But that's like saying that we're different from everyone else in California, right. though, because we live in Shasta County. So we live just at, we're in the normal part of California as well, where people are cool. Shasta and Tehama County are really, <laughs> really awesome. And well, OK, compared to L.A. or San Francisco, we're fucking <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're as I said, we're always told people we're in a weird bubble of California that nobody even fucking knows about. They all think of it as a, a beach with blue haired uh, liberals that w- love Biden. And it's just not the case for, I'd say, probably most of California at this point, especially now. But yeah, we hope we were hoping to oh, get yeah. to Malala. We saw the last uh, election. <clears throat> what yeah. um, what county is Chico in? Is that Tahima as well? That's, that's Butte County. Oh, well, they seem pretty cool, too. There's this publication, Lotus Guide. I've happened upon it. And it's like article after article just like crushing the official narrative, of, you know, oh, of, wow. of, as of late. So there's, there's a few pretty cool counties I've found. They're just not on the coast anymore. <laughs> They're definitely no. not on the coast. Anymore. No, Humboldt is fucking awful. I think we've told that story. Mm-hmm. We went there about a year yeah. ago. It was last year. Yeah, it was and awesome. it was awful as far as masks and shit and just the general liberalness it was we were like oh god we what were in we do? the we were in the dead of the mountains we were in weaverville which is nowhere land in the mountains at the top of a yeah. mountain basically and we went to a coffee shop and we walked in thinking they don't give a fuck covid isn't here covid doesn't live in the mountains so <laughs> can't handle the cold they told us to put a mask on the masks were up front all of the workers were like behind a plexiglass and they're like masks and pointed and joe picks it up and puts it on his chin and was like okay can we order now and they were like yep of course Mm -hmm." no they're like you need to put it over your nose yeah they did yell at you it was kind of funny but that was a year ago i think it's dying down we talked about a couple shows ago maybe last Mm -hmm. show about how covid's taken a back seat to all the you know other world shit going on which we covered in the last show so we don't have to do that but what have you been up to lately? Are you still are you making another uh, documentary or are you just still slanging the Spiro gear? Uh, I'm up to a lot. Yeah, um, it's I've got, always got my uh, different pots boiling over, hopefully. And it's that's important because I'm usually pretty effing depressed, too. Because <laughs> the world's retarded, right? I mean, like, how can you not be? But it's like, you know, it's like waves. I think it's like the higher highs, the lower lows kind of thing, you know what I mean? So um, things are coming together really slowly, but surely. I mean, the EMF protective clothing line, I'm coming out with new stuff, new stuff, new stuff. That's um, a beast in and of itself. Handling that, managing that, running that, it's, it's amazing. And it's a dream come true as an activist to actually 
create uh, like a revenue, you know, make money as an activist because I'm protecting people yeah. in the end. And that's, you know, what I wanted to do. Working on Frankie Skies 2, Climate Chains. And once it gets a little warmer, yeah. I'm going to be going around. I'm going to be going around. I'm going to come down that way. I have this montage for, for, the, for the film. It's going to be a lot of stuff. But I have this montage of literally going up to people at farmer's markets, like all over, like uh, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, whatever, whatever, wherever you guys are at. And literally going up to people, because I've done this before, I can size people up with like my um, uh, intuition or whatever. Go right up to them with the microphone and say, how did you wake up the chemtrails, you know, and have this montage of people. That's going to be something so I can get around. Um, because people's reactions are golden, especially when they do have an amazing story to tell. And they're shocked that you would even know that they know about what it is, you know, even the fact that, the, that you would even approach them with that word, you know, and not be slandering it and being all crazy. It'll be interesting. So I'm going to get around and I need to do some traveling anyways for a lot of reasons, especially getting this footage, you know. Uh, it's not just what, what, like, I've been like racking my brain about Frankie Skies too. The first one, I was getting activists and chronological footage and stuff, but now we're in modern day. There's no real specialists, all of them are bots. So, like, who would I really interview? Like, some bot weatherman or some like quote whistleblower who's not even a whistleblower. It's more the real people, you know what I mean? And there is, you know, of course, the control media with Greta, and they're looking to, I mean, there's so much going on. There's in Sweden with Bill Gates this june they're going to do the sun dimming experiment which i've been fighting for a few years now and it's like the we're going to dim your sun um welcome to the matrix or mr burns or whatever you're welcome we're going to spray chemtrails in the sky it's called geoengineering and they're going to normalize that so that's a whole thing but also what's really important is um i haven't been running from my problems like my friend growing up he used to keep because i grew up in virginia right and he was like Moving to the West Coast is just going to fix all your problems. He kept saying that over and over because I thought it's kind of like, I mean, I kind of, I probably thought that, you know, in, in, in a sense, but it actually created more problems in my life. But eventually I went to film school and this and that and woke up to chemtrails. But um, <laughs> where was I going with that? Um, you the, fixed all your problems moving over here, at least the pot problem. That's a big problem. <laughs> so... Oh yeah, no, no kidding. You know, like I can't get in Virginia. You get you go. It's a it's a felony for a half ounce. It's crazy, man. It's a really strict Commonwealth. Holy shit. So, so when, once I finally uh, got over here and got to follow my dreams, yeah, we've got Franco's guys too. Oh, so I haven't been running for my problems, which is I'm I'm 41 years old, and it's kind of like been my thing. Like if I didn't like it, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? I've had a lot of jobs. I love quitting jobs. I've had like 50 jobs, and it's just like I love quitting walking out on a job that I hate. Um, it feels also, pretty good. Yeah, or even just like moving from a town that I hate. It's just like, all right, hate this place. Peace. Oh. Or like, you know what I mean? It's a yeah, classic movie back. scene where you finally get to hold up the finger and walk out and go, mm. I don't got to deal with anything that you guys think anymore. Bye-bye. How would you like to suck my butt? Exactly like <laughs> that. Mr. As you walk out. Yeah. So a lot of people left Ashland. Um, the town burned down for one. And then the job market got flipped upside down on its head. And then Black Lives Matter got really crazy with Antifa and the liberals mm -hmm. and everyone being all crazy with that because deep down they're upset because there's no black people in this town and that's somehow got something to do with they're, me. They're like, it's yeah. ridiculous, right? And so of the town it has to do with you. You're a white male. Yeah, no kidding. But I don't. I grew up in um, in um, the suburbs of Washington D.C. and I had a lot of black friends and stuff. And like, sure, this stuff is not like. Dude, it's just 
<laughs> it's so ridiculous to me the whole thing because like <laughs> i i don't i'm not because it, it, it's it is it's a deep everybody wants to be a victim in all these different ways and they're being triggered yeah. by their their mirrors really it's like show me your victimhood you know so at the end yeah. of the day um over 60 or 70 percent of this town fled for numerous reasons economically <clears throat> is the primary reason the house the um, people getting burned out the housing market and all this stuff um and then um oh well the shakespeare festival stopped and then all the cool um all the cool people left because it, it's such a neoliberal town that like who would want to be here you know what i mean and at, nobody likes it after a while they're there and then they notice no. it and they're like oh this sucks it's just uh, yeah it's like i'm moving to florida they, peace you know what i well, mean like and they, who would want to they, they hang out it's the same thing that we are seeing I, I don't want to call them you know resistance fighters but carlos zapata shout out to him in the red white and blueprint movement and recall shasta it's one of those like you hang in there because you don't want to run. You want to fight to make your community that you love better. But at some yeah. point, it, you have to sit there and look at it and go, you know what? Cut the anchor to save the ship. You guys can fucking eat yourselves alive. I'm out of here. And and the, in my opinion, the only time that you have to get to that, and this is just me personally, is when my kids get involved. As soon as I start mm -hmm. to see it get to a certain level where I go, I've tried, and this is going, in my opinion, to give my kids a very bad impression of their outlook on life that victimhood mentality mm -hmm. I, I i want to impart to them like hey this isn't running from the problem as much as letting the problem work itself out and me washing my hands of it because it's it, it's either going to collapse or it's going to reboot but either way mm -hmm. i've tried what i can do i've fought and hard you know i've hung in there long enough at some point you gotta go you gotta yeah, put that change up I do. I feel that. And you do have to leave that job. Um, and where I'm at right now is the Rogue River Valley is pretty cool place. Asterland is just a very liberal place in, uh, in, in a not liberal, like cool, you know, if you know about. But liberals you know, used to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know yeah. about the area, it's yeah. really cool. There's a lot of pot growers and a lot of um, awesome people. It's a lot just, of hippies. Yeah, a lot of cool, cool hippies. So where I'm at, and it's standing my ground, it's like today I showed my face when I went everywhere, right? I never put on the mask. So it's like I showed my face and a lot of people didn't. And by going to the grocery store or the post office on the day that the post office is open or the movie theaters or whatever, and just doing that, that's like crazy activism. I realized it's unreal. So that's something. It's interesting. And, and then the, I'm leading the example for the, my kids and all this sort of stuff. So... Another thing is we were like searching around for holiday markets because I wanted to like have, you know, my products, um, grassroots, um, sell them around here. Every single one was like, yeah, if you wear a mask and show us your papers, you know, your medical records, you know, the proof of, of getting the experimental what? whatever's going that is. Yeah, they're real deal around here. It's, it's BS. So we were, fuck, like, dude. we were like, screw that. You know, holiday market? We're not, that's, that's not. Happening. Come down to Shasta County Holiday Market. They They're will cool totally accept yeah. you, dude. And for people, I bet. Down here too. I bet. For people who don't know, for, this is a localized uh, store called Holiday Market. They're fucking store. dope for the most part. They have a lot of like, they're kind of like a health food store in a supermarket. They're really cool for the most Amazing. part. Yeah. They so take, what we ended up doing. Yeah, sorry. No, um, well, I just want to keep saying, um, we ended up having our own holiday market. We had 33 vendors and it was for medical freedom and it was all about not wearing masks. And the vendors didn't wear masks and almost all of the patrons didn't wear masks. And it was amazing and we killed it. And it was like this one-up victory and we showed the kids what's up and it was amazing. 
Also, um, the schools are being totally ridiculous. People are protesting out front of the schools because they're, they've been wearing the kids, making the kids wear masks, and now they're saying they got to get the jab and whatnot. And we've had these breakaway schools that are thriving. Um, they're like pods. It's like different grade levels. They're like 15 kids each, and we've got good teachers right. and all this stuff. So we've got breakaway schools, which is amazing, breakaway markets, which is amazing. Um, and then what else are we leaving by doing? There's a few other things. We're just little micro things, man. Okay, I got an amazing story. So they tried to lock us down and, and like lock up the tennis courts, right? And it was just so stupid because everybody else was like playing basketball. Right yeah, it's unreal. So I got bolt cutters and I opened up the tennis courts, but then they came back <laughs> and put the, they put the bolts on, right? And I was like, okay, this is like stupid. Like someone's getting paid to come put a bolt on if I cut the bolts off. But I went and cut the bolts again, and literally, like these kids walked in and started playing, um, like it was nothing, like like they didn't even know there was a bolt. And I felt like I'd done something amazing for the neighborhood. And so there's this back and forth with the bolt cutting until I'd done it like four four times, and I was like, I can't just keep cutting locks, you know. And maybe they'll get smart and like put a camera on me or something, you know. So I was like, I'm not gonna do it anymore. And my girlfriend was like, Come on, that was awesome. Like every time you cut it, it's open for a couple of days. And I was like, Yeah, but this is like a waste of my time. And like. I could be just, I could be doing anything else, you know, but it was interesting. And then it was this, like the, the community and what, it, what the, you know, the powers and like F the man and kind of thing. And so I came back like a month later and um, the bolts had like been removed and I was like, oh, cool. They just decided. And then I look over there and some on the side and someone had literally cut the fence like the size of a human and like taken it out like a cartoon. Like there was no closing that like someone had come along and one up what I was doing with literally like, yeah, uh, yeah. Beautiful. dude, you is amazing. So the point, thank yeah. you. And, I, and I'm happy to pass it on to you, but you asked me what I'm doing is I'm, I'm doing a lot of kind of bigger things, but especially these tiny little baby steps. Oh, like the book libraries. We've got a like book library. And so I got a bunch of copies of Fahrenheit um, 451 and 19, uh, 1984, you know, George Orwell. And I'm like, and my movie, Frankenstein's Guide. And I'm like stashed, stocking up because in Ashland, there's 30 and in the neighboring town, Talon, there's 20. You know, there's like 50 little book libraries to like get to the neighborhood in their in your own little way. Like people don't believe in the, the um, microcosm, you know, the ability to like reach people in like little ways. It's because of the conditioning of the of the movies, you know, Superman, Spider-Man, all these big things. And in an hour and a half, they've saved the world. It's like, no, it's baby steps. You know what I mean? It starts with your community. Yeah, they always have a, a the hero thing. The we talk about that a lot. The hero's journey, the you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Where it's like, it's down to you. You're the one who can save the world, and it happens in an hour and a half. And no, no, no. We talked about that on the last show. Where I'm like, that the people that actually care are doing things on a local level, like you're doing, cutting bolts. That's get that's Superman shit right there. But you don't see, so it's not instant gratification. So that's the problem. So we're trained in movies, like what you're saying, Matt, to think it's being narrated the whole time, and you're seeing it, like, oh, he's the one, he's gonna save the world. But really, while it's happening, no one's narrating it to you while you're doing that. So you and you also have no idea how it's gonna turn out. We don't get to watch the end first and then rewind it and figure out that what we're doing is the right thing. No spoilers. So while you're doing it. You just have to kind of know in your heart that what you're doing is the right thing. And then you see the effects later and then know, oh, shit, that was really fucking cool what I just did. But we're trained to watch these movies like what you're saying and just feel that, oh, well, that's that's the only thing we could do. But you can do it on your own. You're just not going to feel anything while it's happening. You have to trust in the journey. Yeah, really. it's, I mean, it's, yeah. it's the same thing as 
as those superhero movies, what they don't show other than the main character are all of the the characters that made and gave the platform for that real big heroic moment. And I'm not saying that that's ever going to arise with somebody that is shown on TV or somebody that we know, but it's all of those people that don't get credited in the movies as characters in the movie that made all of that possible for that big moment that everybody wants and waits to, you know, see on the, on the screen, those little tiny things. That's what takes balls. In my opinion, especially going back for seconds, thirds and fourths is being able to go. Yeah. You know what? I'm making this. I don't get, I'm going to keep doing it because if it keeps a few kids outside rather than being cooped up inside with masks six feet apart where they can't talk to their friends, that's better. And any experience, we don't even know that we're in it until we look back on it also. I mean, it's anything that's happening, we we have to reflect on it to really gain something from it. So while you're doing it, you're in that moment. You're not going to notice. I mean, maybe you kind of hope for something good. But when you look back, it's like, oh, and then you see the effects. I, I think know. Matt can see a big, broad picture of what he's doing. He knows what the fuck he's doing. No, I know. But I think that what you did was fucking amazing, cutting the bolts a million times and then, or, you know, four times. That sounds like something I would yeah. do in my head. Like, that's something I would do for sure. But I would probably just think about it and laugh and be like, that'd be funny if I did that. This motherfucker goes out there and does it. Badass. I, I wanted to. I really just wanted to play tennis. But um, I she talked about the the small little things, and people don't see the bigger picture because they don't trust in it, or they don't trust in like their their destiny, or like they don't have any spiritual nature or anything like that, or they you know like they don't trust in the power of the seed or, or something like that. You know, um, when the, the first COVID narrative dropped, I was living in Humboldt. Um, in Arcata on the coast. And I was like, no, if we don't put on the masks, if no one does it, it won't go into effect, you know? And everyone was just like, oh, no, 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 no. And they all followed each other, right? But there's just like some little micro, little microcosm of following one another, doing something else, right? It's like if someone's just following what the person next to them is doing, you know, like a bunch of lemurs, right? If we're just following what someone else is doing and it's very minor, you know, very passive, whatever. Um, I appreciate you saying that I know what the fuck I'm doing. With Kim's Trails, it's been such an amazing fucking journey, you guys. People have been contacting me lately after a couple, you know, years of this COVID narrative. And then I do, Matt, I had no idea when I watched Frankenstein that, like, you were opening up my fucking brain, dude. Like, people contacted me and said, Matt, I don't think it's right what you're doing. And I'm like, what do you mean? Because I really got that um, Kim Trump movie shoved down a lot of people's throats in a lot of different ways and a lot of different platforms and whatnot. And some people weren't ready for it, you know? And so they hit me up and they're like, I shared it with my neighbors and they're just upset. They can't handle it at all, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, okay, well, what, would you rather not tell them? And they're like, well, yeah, now their reality is all dismantled and it's not fair, right? So... Now, fast forward a couple of years from that experience, that person who actually lives somewhere near you guys in, in um, the middle of California, she contacted me and said, Matt, I'm actually sorry I was wrong. Like, what do you mean? I said, and she goes, well, now that those seeds were planted, people can see through the narrative. Like, I never would have known that COVID was BS until, unless I knew chemtrails were real. And other people have contacted me just the same and said, just because I saw your movie, Matt, 
when the narrative came out, because also in Frankenstein's, it totally slams. I don't know if you've seen the movie. It's easy to watch like half the movie and be like, oh yeah, he made a movie with a bunch of clips. But once it gets to modern time, it's movie, it's stuff that I filmed as well. So once oh, it gets yeah. to modern time and it starts totally tearing apart the mainstream media, and like I think it's every I've seen the movie a million times. It's, um, a child's happiness is priceless on its on her on their birthday, and it's it's all the different newscasters saying the same exact scripted thing. A child's happiness is priceless on his birthday, and people's jaws <laughs> just drop, and they're just like, wait, every news in the whole country was scripted to say this on the same oh, yeah. day. It's so yeah. weird, right? It's like, no, we're going to manipulate the mind this way today. Oh, we're going to do it like this today. Oh, gas prices. Oh, Russia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like completely freaking scripted. And to be able to have basically your reality crumbled, which is okay, if it's for a bigger purpose. You know, we can't see the future, right? For someone right. to have the seed planted right now that this is just some wag the dog nonsense with the World War Three and stuff, whatever happens next, or actually Project Bluebeam, you guys know about that? Let's talk about this. You guys know about freaking yeah. Project Bluebeam? Okay, yeah. learning about this, if you don't know about it, is gonna be critical for what happens next, maybe. Who freaking knows? Me and my friend, we did a, a, a bingo, a world, uh, end of the world bingo, um, because of Pluto oh return. God. You guys know about Pluto return and this astrology yeah. stuff? I just heard yeah, about it. As, as Pluto came back into our night sky, it like came across the night sky of Asia, and as it crept over to the Ukraine-Russia border, as it crossed the border, that's when the uh, actual like uh, no. war started. Like literally, like bombs hit. Like as the as the planet came, and now it's into the in the rotation now for like it goes through each uh, horoscope, so it's in each sign for like a dozen years each. So it's around now. So they, I think they're gonna draw this stuff out. But either way, me and my friend did like a whole bingo thing, and war with Russia's on there. And then it says war with Russia, nukes, question mark, blue beam, question mark. It's like already, like we were talking about this forever already. So for people that don't know, chemtrails. So we're like fast forwarding to like, um, Kim, you can talk about chemtrails like very like first grade, you know, like they make, they can mix chemicals, um, like first grade level chemtrail talk. They mix chemicals to um, mess with the weather, you know, and they make it not rain. And then they're like, oh, it's not raining you know, and stuff like that, <laughs> right? So there's very advanced levels of that. Like they made Hurricane Katrina or then there's like even more biological warfare and stuff. And like when you get to like more advanced, like college level, like chemtrail talk, there's um, holographic projections in the sky um, using mixed chemtrails as a screen, a 3D screen. Right, they and need you, a substrate to project it onto. You can't just put it out into the sky. You need something hovering there to, for it to bounce off of. Yeah, so there was uh, an activist, Patrick Roddy, and what's been interesting and crazy in the chemtrail space is like there's about 30 chemtrail activists, and I had a series of chemtrail conferences, and the last one culminated in Tucson to prevent Bill Gates from having this big experiment because he was going to do the spray the skies, Mr. Burns stuff in Tucson, Arizona a few years ago, and we stopped them. It was an amazing success. We had a big protest and a concert. And um, uh, on Mother's Day, we had the protest and we had a big um, uh, conference the day before and a concert. And it was huge. And the whole city came together knowing that this experiment was going to happen, like spraying aluminum in the skies to dim the sun over our their city. And it was protested. It was, it was an amazing um, success. So in all the conferences I had, um, I met all the different chemtrail activists and got them all together and filmed them and what have you. And there's like 30 of them. It's amazing. 
a lot of them have like dropped off the radar or died or whatever recently. It's been really weird. And one of them was Patrick Roddy. And he made this website. He's out of San Francisco. He was like a brother to me. And then he went Looney Tunes and there's talk that maybe um, he might have passed away re recently. Who knows really what happened there? I'm still rattling, racking my head if he was like, you know, an MKUltra subject or a real person or whatever, but he's gone Looney Tunes. But he had this amazing website, StopSprayingUs.com, and he collected all the rainwater analysis from all over the world. And um, through him, we had this um, great resource um, getting all this rainwater analyses from everywhere. And what was crazy, what was showing up in the rainwater analyses is terbium, which is like, I got to give a backstory for all this weird stuff. So terbium is like this rare earth element that, um, so when you get the rainwater analysis, it's like what comes down in the rain is usually clean water. It should, anything coming, going up and going down through the hydrological process, which is like steam coming up and coming down, it's like distillation, distilled water, very clean. So it should just be clean. Um, it shouldn't have heavy metals in it. And they'll, they'll try to say, oh, it's Russia and it's coal and all this stuff. It's like, we don't live right next to a coal burning power plant. It's like, shouldn't be high levels of all these things, especially on like high spray days. And then you get the, the samples of the water and it's like really high levels of aluminum. They're spraying aluminum. You know, it doesn't, it's not rocket science by, by now. There's patents that match up to it and all this stuff. So the water started being tested for certain chemicals out of curiosity. And when terbium showed up, it's unreal because terbium is very, very expensive. And it's used in um, uh, like 3D television sets. So it's a rare earth element, only mined in like weird mines in China. And it's used in like the tubes of the TVs to do 3D televisions. So I swear they're like spraying up there to experiment, to figure it all out. But what they have is a, is a, I mean, it's not just a flat screen. The sky is 3D. So they can create this 3D screen. And Project Bluebeam, which has been somewhat disclosed, is they've been experimenting on using it for um, either projecting like the second coming of Christ, like some religious thing, like God comes and during a war or whatever, or alien invasion or whatever else you can think of that's weird and diabolical and has to do with like something in the sky that's dismantling so much that a new world order has to be created out of it. It could be freaking nukes, you know, like, like oh, wait, we shot the nukes up and oh, no, tsunami. Uh, but like they can create tsunamis with harp. You know, they already have probably created tsunamis with harp. They totally mess with the weather all the time with harp and, and the Haitian Haiti earthquake or whatever that was harp. Um, and we can talk about what that is. You know, that's what do you think like, is that the Tonga thing or because there's remember that underwater volcano that happened a couple months ago? Right? Yeah, that yeah, Tonga, that, that seems Tonga. like it's normalizing something that's on the bingo card that could be coming up pretty soon, I think. Yeah, which Ooh. would be like. Yeah, that's yeah. That was weird, and that looked more like an explosion than like some volcano yeah, going sure. up. Like, You're gonna like, need to see your uh, bingo cards, by the way, at some point. <laughs> yeah, I would. I gotta get that like really um, ironed out, and I can grab it next uh, next time I see you, or we can get in on it because I want to actually do it like a pool, like actual money and stuff. Because yeah. like, oh, yeah. I used to do. I used to work different jobs, you know, and when I worked at bars and restaurants and stuff, there's always those cool Super Bowl squares, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, I can only afford five cents a square, those, but let me know. Cool. Perfect. Yeah, no, that'd be great. It's all about like the gambling. I've got oh, to <laughs> so, yeah, go, go more into the your ideas on the blue beam and the weird that weird element you mm -hmm. found because I've never heard of that. Terbium? And yeah, the thing you said was in uh, Yeah, Terbium would would help them like with their projection of like 3D stuff. So the so okay, so here's the deal. 
um, with the chemtrails and all the other deeper conspiracy stuff, when you're talking to people, like the, the biggest um, obstacle and the biggest goal for me is to be able to meet people where they're at and to convey this message to them and not have them walking away being like, oh, that was a crazy person. So I got to be able to talk to my, got to be able to talk to my grandmother, my coworker, my everybody, my peers, I mean, whoever, and convey these messages and talk to them about it. So regarding um, the, uh, regarding the chemtrails, is this sound okay? I got a little feedback there. Um, regarding the chemtrails and the Project Bluebeam and, and what have you, it's like the question that always comes up with like um, normal, quote unquote, normal people, like my grandmother, my mom, or, or anybody, you know, you want to talk to about like chemtrails or something like that, nefarious stuff. Like, oh no, it's actually an experimentation. You know, there's graphene or whatever, you know. They always yeah. say, they always say, well, like, how, how could they possibly do that to us? Why would they do that to themselves? All these same questions come up. And you have to like put yourself in their shoes, these like evil sociopaths. And what these evil sociopaths at these evil group think tanks, when they come together, Bohemian Grove, whatever it is, they're thinking out like 10 years, Agenda 2030 or whatever it is. Right. And by these, by these certain times, they want to have some like super weird dystopia, like out of different demolition man, if you've seen that one recently or whatever. So how can, yeah. it's a good one. So how can they get from A to Z, right? They're, they're going to set us up slowly but surely, but then pull the rug out from underneath us. So the past couple of years I, has been a slow, but so, 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 to, so to back up. So, in it, so by 2030, probably, they want like transhumanism coming in full steam, transfer of human consciousness to like a cyborg clone version of yourself. Um, smart cities that are totally 5G'd out, that um, like have crazy AI, social credit, all this stuff like out of a China dystopia. Like they want this like eight years from now and with a new world order and they want cashless and all this stuff. Maybe they want it in 2050, whatever really they want. Lately too, like right. really hard. Right. So they're setting up their cards. So if you were in their shoes, I know like dismantle, get rid of your heart and your soul and think yeah. about like being like an evil villain in a movie or something. Okay. If you were in their shoes, what would you do with all of your tools that you have, which would be these resources like harp and all this, you know, AI and all this nonsense? Well, what, what has happened recently with the, where I live, for instance, it's like, dude, is it even a rule anymore that you, that to wear a mask outside, you know, but people either choose freedom or fear. Okay. And if you really think about it in a spiritual way, it's kind of like the rapture in like a very slow, drawn out, weird way. These people are giving, are being given choice. They're, everyone's being given choice right now. Um, and it's free will in a weird way. And it's, it's like um, freedom or fear. And what I mean by that in fear is you're going to be told what is reality and, and you're not going to question it. You're not going to choose truth, you know? Or you're not going to question it already too. I mean, right. So they've primed all these humans to be ready to just accept whatever's next. Yep. And to me, that's very smart and wise. And they've done this over a couple of years. They've, I mean, they've been programming these people for generations, but they did their final touches and they're going to literally tell the whole country in like a month or something, you're all allowed to take off your masks. And there were, there will still be like, I don't know, 
half the country, 30% or whatever, like half of where I live at least, will still be wearing it. Oh, they yeah. will do it. They will choose fear, right? It's because they're not going to get deprogrammed from the programming of the fear. It's like, oh, now we'll give you a choice. You know, you can live um, with the possibility of dying from COVID or you can be safe with this, this, and this. You know, it's just like, it's, there's still, but it's a setup, right? There's, it seems to me, in a logical perspective, like on my bingo card is like the bingo cards are kind of deep and it's it's deeper setup. So they were like, okay, you guys, COVID's pretty much over. You can go outside, but guess what? Nuclear war. And now we're all chatterboxing about this. And now it's fear about this. That'll probably get drawn out. And then all of a sudden, when everyone thinks it's just like hunky dory, something like, like a, probably a cyber attack, you know, like how, how did we go, get into the last, wars or whatever oh weapons of mass destruction or whatever lies 9-11 lies what i mean like like something's gonna happen to escalate and then even more and what have you and if i ha was the boogeyman and going to these new world order meetings i would be like look we're gonna lull, lull them to sleep and then we're gonna pull out all of our sh shit at once you know yeah. what i mean so like if they can make a tidal wave and dude, they've been telling people in a weird way, like, get off the coast. There's global warming and this and this. Like, in a weird way, they're disclosing that there's going to be food shortages. In a weird way, they're disclosing certain things. And I don't, and, and then even like the predictive programming and all the movies of like the tidal waves and all this sort of stuff, it seems to me, oh, and I've been reading Rudolf Steiner. I've been amassing books and whatnot. And this like transhumanism agenda to get from A to Z for it to really happen. It seems like San Francisco or LA needs to get dismantled in a weird way in the next decade or two, you know, but probably pretty soon. So there's, there'll San be some weird. It's pretty well dismantled already. It's covered in human feces and it just yeah. looks like. Well, that's right. I think you're right on that. So maybe nothing even needs to happen. But some, it seems like something's building, you know, and that's just my, maybe my paranoid um, conspiratorial. Oh, and we lost Tommy, right? I guess he lost his internet kind of phase out. No, I think he's probably telling his kid goodnight or something. He does this about halfway through the show every week, but he'll come back. But no, that's interesting because uh, it does seem like something's building. It's building and building and building. And just today, Jen was reading something about Putin with his finger on the nuclear trigger or something. I'm mm. like, this is so ridiculous. Like, we could have called this. If if nobody did, we should have called this. Like, this is such a the theatrical production they're doing right here. It's like, but all the news, so all the news is the same way. So I was reading, I read the news, obviously. I'm, I'm not like, oh my God, this is happening. Like, no, I know it's not. So so Putin has his finger on nuclear. It's like nuclear deterrence. So like they're trying to deter attacks with nuclear weapons. They're not trying to shoot it at anyone, according, so we're told. So, and then also at the same time, Bill Gates says that vaccines are pointless in Africa because Globally, there's a 70% vaccination rate and people are outraged. That was the headline. People are outraged that Bill Gates is saying this. <laughs> and it's like, well, wow, because you you all dumb fucks were listening to him. Like, I don't know, for the last two years. Isn't he God? And totally following his advice. Meanwhile, we were just like, yeah, we're not doing anything that that guy says or any, who cares? It's fine. No if you want to get bitch tits, follow what that dude says. It just doesn't make sense. And if I think... I will say that our little community is growing bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's causing a problem for them. They have to constantly, and I do say, I, I think it's a little bit AI that's running this fucking game and a little bit elites. And 
I think they're constantly going recalculating, recalculating, and they're constantly like having to change their tune. Yes, like an old GPS system from the fucking early 2000s because we're throwing their game off. And I think that's fucking amazing. So every time we say, hey, you know what? We're not going to do this. And then more people follow us. Like you were saying, Matt, that people and people do. My whole family lives in Massachusetts and they all fell in line and I love them to death. And I hope nothing happens to them for all getting vaccinated and wearing masks all the time. But that's what they did because people are dying <coughs> in hospitals and the unvaccinated are filling up what, whatever. But I think that the little things that we're doing are super important. And when when we get bigger and bigger and bigger and then you can see the narrative in the media just shitting on everybody who's not wearing a mask. It's like, oh, shit. OK, we're doing it right. That's cool. It makes me happy. No kidding. And I, um, the AI, you said it's partly the AI and they're recalibrating like an old GPS. I was thinking about that exact thing recently. And then it clicked that, that whole um, anal swabs thing <laughs> that came from the quantum computer. That came from it. It didn't come from some logical human. It was like, I want to see what humanity does to this input. I really thought about that. And maybe I'm off, but I think it could be very true. And I was, I was roundabout like explaining. I never really explained what Bluebeam actually, like, you know, what I think that the Turbium and all that sort of stuff. So oh, yeah. with, with the contrails, so yeah. I have a peepee. So <laughs> explain that like, from yeah. the ground up about okay. how, uh, how Bluebeam is if nobody's aware of it. And I'll be right back. Sure. Yeah, we've definitely heard of it. But explain it for our listeners, please, because it's awesome. I like Yeah, it. so different chemicals are mixed in the atmosphere. Um, and that happens to manipulate the weather and to do all sorts of different stuff. But if you mix terbium in and try to make a projector screen and all this stuff, they've been perfecting that. And there's this thing called the Norway spiral and even these weird um, like rocket launches that like, like they say it's a Tesla, Elon Musk, SpaceX rocket launch going over freaking L.A. But it looks all weird. I think that could be actually Bluebeam being tested and what have you. So there's some weird stuff already happening in our skies that look like portals and weird nonsense. And so what they do is. They'll mix chemicals in the sky, night sky or whatever it is. It might even take days to get all these chemicals all mixed perfectly in the sky. And they'll zap them to charge them with intersecting radio frequencies, which is HARP, which is um, another story. So HARP is an acronym. It stands, it's H-A-A-R-P. It stands for uh, Highly Active Auroral Research Program or high, high Altitude Auroral Research Program. Started off in Alaska. And what it was is picking a focal point in the atmosphere and having this ground-based station have intersecting radio waves in the atmosphere and in a portion of the atmosphere. And then by doing so, it's like um, what microwave microwaves do is two microwaves, um, which are radio waves, they intersect at a focal point, which is the food, and it heats it up. So they learned how to heat up portions of the atmosphere by having intersecting radio waves or microwaves being shot in the atmosphere and intersecting each other anywhere on the globe or the planet. So then, um, I, I don't know if the Earth is a globe. That just, that just slipped. So that's another story. So then, it doesn't so anyway. matter. It doesn't matter if the Everybody Earth wants is to judge me, flat, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we we've actually had a flat Earth debate like a month ago, cool. just to hear like people's opinions because we actually don't give a fuck. It doesn't affect me in any way at all. It's cool. I don't care. It's all good. Yeah, you can a lot of people are coming. A lot of people are coming to that because. Um, 
of the debate around. There's so much um, aggravated debate, and there's and there's and at the end of the day, it's hard to prove anything if you can't see it with your own eyes, and then that's that gets gets you there. So, um, the what could happen? So here's the ultimate like conspiracy: is that world war happens and there's nukes shot in the sky, and then with the use of Project Bluebeam. Aliens show up, good or bad, either way, and they're like, "Oh, we'll," they, and they stop the nukes. We'll save humans, you know. And then they're like, "Look," or maybe like a, a tidal wave goes off and like part some humans die. But either way, the aliens show up and they like stop the nukes, or they get involved in some weird way, you know. I can't predict it all, but then. It's like, oh, well, all the religions were wrong. The new world religion is going to be based on this alien thing or whatever. And then there's the new world. Like, how do you get from A to Z to have a new world order is what I'm saying. Who's to is, say that all of the religions aren't based on aliens in the first place? Like, if you check out Mayan yeah, and Egyptian, that. Egyptian <laughs> I don't know. So the idea is that something really nefarious and weird is going to happen in the sky with the use of the holographic projections. Like they could actually have aliens invade and then have all the governments actually come together and fight them. And then we have the, you know, we come together in this new world, you know, unity. Like how do we unify over what, what's going to be the obstacle? Is it going to be a good or bad reason or whatever it is? Is it going to come out of this um, stupidity over, you know, wag the dog, Russian nonsense, you know? So that's the whole blue beam thing. In a nutshell, it, it would be just like, what I think it could possibly be is an asteroid hits somewhere and they, they, like some people maybe see it in the sky because they can do the hologram, but most people just see some CGI nonsense on TV. And then that um, big asteroid causes like crazy earthquakes and fault line nonsense and tsunami nonsense. And then, you know, we, everyone's got to build back better and build back stronger. And then these AI dystopian smart city judge dread nonsense gets, you know, built out of from the, you know, from, from the ground up, like RoboCop and all that stuff, sort of stuff, you know. Well, it kind of seems like uh, it's building towards a Truman Show thing. You know, at the end when he's trying to get out and they're making like crazy tidal waves or, you know, big waves and he's trying to get out of the fight. It, everything seems like the Truman Show where everything's so orchestrated and it, we're seeing exactly what we're supposed to see at every time to make sure that we don't escape out of whatever the fuck we're reminds in. me of hunger games a lot where they have the whole world where they can play it and they can push a button and make it do whatever horrible thing and everybody reacts to that thing and then they all panic <clears throat> freak out and try to kill each other or fall in line whatever i don't know i and they're in this controlled environment but too. doesn't it sound like end time shit too like i mean revelation talks about this tsunamis rumors of war and i always thought that was funny because i'm like wars and rumors of wars that's happened the entire time i've been alive and the entire time everybody mm -hmm. i know has been alive so that's not really a good marker for the end of the world but it just seems like it's ramped up so much now and with movies coming out like don't look up we just referenced that the other day about the the comet coming to hit earth and they're like no don't worry about it just listen to the scientists everything is just pointing toward, towards this buildup of shit and it's hard to focus on one particular thing it's like is it russia is it an asteroid is it aliens is it tsunamis is it earthquake you know it, it's hard to like parse all of this out at once but confusion, you're doing a good job way better than me the confusion makes people uh fall in line though that's that helps with the narrative if you're so confused and you don't know what to do you're just gonna be like fuck i'm gonna do whatever keeps me at homeostasis in my brain you just want to be normal you want to feel normal well that's what they do with the chemtrails is they keep everyone confused 
they um, have everyone debating, um, well, the constituents and if it's a contrail or a chemtrail. And I learned recently that the contrail whole thing is a con, and that's just to like polarize the argument and make us all wigged out and what have you. But that's like, you know, neither here nor there. You don't need to listen to me. You just got to look at the sky. If you watch the sky long enough, you can see them mixing stuff together. And sometimes it's like a medium trail next to a short trail or a long trail next to a short trail, whatever. And they're mixing crap. You know, there's so much going on in the sky nowadays. People, I have like uh, this this Facebook following or whatever, and people are blowing up my feed with their photos. It's definitely getting worse. To what ends, you know, if you've seen the, there's so many dystopian movies, but they've made now a series about the, um, um, the Ice Age movie, um, Storm, no, it's not Storm Fury. They have to spray because of global warming, which is this is the whole narrative. So we're all entering into this dystopian narrative together. Where um, Snowpiercer? Have you all seen that one? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they're awesome. they're spraying the sky at the very beginning of the movie with chemtrails, and then the reasoning behind it is because oh, global warming got so bad, we have to. If they do spray aluminum in the skies, a real greenhouse effect will destroy the planet and will go into some crazy heating. You know, it's like. People don't realize, okay, so then you know how there's climate protests and like, we need action, we need action on climate change. They don't even know what they're asking for. They have no clue. You realize that? No. Like the action on climate change is geoengineering. It's stop, it's dimming our sun with this Bill Gates, like total, you know, they don't realize that that's the, that that's the answer. They think that they're asking for what, like a decrease in, in carbon emissions, which carbon isn't, I mean, this whole thing has been like hatched up to get us like down a totally different path to have us begging for our demise. I mean, like global warming, what do you guys, where are you guys with that one? Uh, okay. So first of all, carbon is what feeds the plants. The sun also feeds the plants and you know what plants do with carbon? They expel oxygen, they which is good it. for fucking humans. So I don't know where this whole carbon thing came from. It's like, that's what, that's what the plants, it's, it's got it's electrolytes. It's got what plants crave. They want the carbon. They want the CO2 because that's what they fucking eat. So to like starve them of carbon or the sunlight makes no fucking sense if you just think about it for like a half a second. So this whole like carbon tax thing, it's like, oh, we can fix climate change. You just got to pay us. It's, it's probably because like, they're killing the rainforest and they're like, <clears throat> we don't have enough trees to take up all this carbon we're putting out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's just, well, you know, I was going to say, if they really cared, they'd be doing tree planting campaigns like crazy. Like it would be a thing, yeah, yeah. you know, at least give it a try, like Greenpeace or somebody. I mean, come on. I've never yeah, heard of that. But... Carbon really well. Fucking trees. Crazy. The right? National Park Service does. And so bamboo, I used to too. the National Park Service and we planted a whole prairie. We grew seeds and planted an entire prairie in Indiana because they were trying to recreate a prairie for whatever reason. I thought that that was actually kind of dumb. But it's fine. They were regrowing plants <laughs> that were native to that area. I thought it was dumb to actually regrow a prairie. Wait, it doesn't matter. But just any sort of plant, you can plant them and let them grow. Just do it. But yeah, they're terrible. Yeah, out. no kidding. And then did you guys see like the China Olympics or the Super Bowl? I mean, there's so many things. Like I think we're in for it this year. Um, the New World Order kind of. Oh, I got one. I went to the movies the other day. I went to the movies the other day. It was like, a, I think it was a matinee. So it was, um, it was $7.75 or $6.75, right? Whatever it was, um, my change was a quarter. And the lady was like 
the young girl behind the counter, you know, with a mask on. I'm not wearing mine. You know, she goes, do you want your quarter? And I'm like, you know, I'm used to like the grocery store, like by guilt tripping me for some stupid donation to something that's probably like some propaganda nonsense that I usually say no to because it is. It's usually some like crazy neoliberal nonsense that the grocery store is like, oh, you don't want to round up for that? And I'm like, actually, you know what that's actually for? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I was like, I was like, wait, oh, like for a charity? You know, you want the quarter <laughs> for the charity? You know, at the movies, you know, because I had to go see that moon, the crazy moon movie, which is horrible. So, but, I mean, do you guys like sci-fi movies? The moon was like AI, and like, and there was a little bit of disclosure, probably about the moon being like, I don't even know what, but it was just, it was out of control. It was way too long. Moon, um, you know, whatever moon, the attack of the moon, or whatever. But I got to the bottom of it. I'm like, why do you want my quarter? And she's like, well, I'm just doing my, playing my part. You know, there's a coin shortage. Oh my God. right and i'm like so so you guys keeping the quarter is playing your part because of oh, oh yeah because you know coins and the queen shortage oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. and i go you know about the new world order you know about uh cashless systems and what that really means i was like did you know in canada they stopped printing the penny because it didn't cost it cost them too much money we saw pennies like, come on, what are you talking about coin shortage? Like, we still have, we have a new coin this year. Like, the, like, like there's still, I mean, a new quarter. Like, they're still cranking out coins. Like, do you guys know, you guys ever go to the Mint, like, as a, like, a field trip or something with your kids? We went to no, the Philadelphia I, Mint. We went to the Philadelphia Mint, dude. These things are, like, cranking out money all the time. Like, they got money. They got coins. Like, this is just all social engineering. And they don't yes, think, they, they don't say, think that it could it be nefarious. Shortage. Yeah. That, that was the thing. The coin shortage thing was like mid 2020, if I remember right. And it was just like one of those another brick in the wall things where I was like, this is fucking retarded. I went to the store and they're like, can you please pay an exact change? I'm like, no, I don't have exact no. change. I don't know how much this shit also, costs. Sorry, like, I don't what? have fucking cash. I'll use my card. Fuck you. And they said they the want meat, that too, though. The meat shortage thing was the same. They were like, there's a meat shortage. We might be low on bacon. And they just say these shortages. <laughs> the signs up. The signs must be pre-printed by whatever AI is Bullshit. running our world. And they're like, okay, put these up all over. And yeah, people do. Yeah. I, oh, I deliver you guys, you guys want to talk about something sensitive? What's your what's your take on the trucker trucker convoy thing? Uh so that is sensitive. Um, I've talked about it a little bit, and people do get ra rather sensitive about it. I, they do. Um, I, I was. Uh, How about I go there? I can go there because I got slammed right, so start, hard. Yeah, you start, man. Everyone's heard it's my opinion. Total fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally like in the cards, New World Order agenda. Like, um, like, come on, like, okay, if everything's been total BS the whole time. Dude, truckers aren't just going to come out. Do you know how much truckers make? They're not the truckers. I mean, like, I know there's good intentions out of people and stuff like that. Okay. Has anybody ever had a GoFundMe? You guys ever had a GoFundMe account? GoFundMe no. plan? I, I never have, no. Okay. It's hard to raise money on there. They don't, like, support people who are trying to, like, topple Canadian governments. You can't just raise, raise millions of dollars for one. And like I had to like like when it was first happening, I was like, look, people, do not give them any money. This is stupid. Like five million. Oh my gosh, there's two people on crowdfund. One person who's got like KKK whatever background. Another person, BJ Dictor. BJ Dictor. 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 BJ Dictor was the was the person running the, the crowdfund that was gonna just hand out nine million dollars. Oh yeah, how are you gonna do that? 
okay? And like, I'm bitter, you guys. Like I've got like this, this arm has like titanium in it from getting like jumped and like I can't feel these fingers and like I've been through shit and like I, I had to get, go and it's whatever, I'm not like crying me a river. I'm like, I've gone through some stuff enough for me not to just have perfectly rose colored glasses. Like when I look at the fluffy clouds, I'm like, they probably got poison in them too. You know what I'm saying? Like at this point, <laughs> you know, like, like everyone wants to be like, oh yeah. But it's just like, it's not, it's not, it's, it's none, none of it is, is happy, go lucky times anymore. Okay. For instance, and I, and I, I probably am going to get off, off track, but I'm going to these like different meetings and there's parent meetings of these parents in this town. Right. And they won't even admit that we're like at war. They're like, oh, my kid is just going to be a couple more years in high school. And I'm like, a couple more years? Like, what do you think this is? Like, there's, they, like, no one wants to admit that we're in a war zone. Like, that things right. are escalating, that things are not going to go away, that every single thing you see is, a, like, like you said, another brick in the wall, a stepping stone towards something else. Like, they're not just going to be like, oh, take off your mask. And then, oh, a war. Oh, the, the, the war is just something coincidental. It's like, I mean, I, I, I got an MBA and I did statistics and all this stuff. And like, I could see numbers and I, and like, I used to gamble like crazy and I gamble on anything you can imagine. And like, I see I, and blackjack and poker and numbers and things, you know, stock market. I played the stock market start when I was 15 for like 30 years, you know? And it's like, I'm not going to get fooled by 99.9% .9 survival rate, you know? And some people just like somehow are. So, okay, where was the tangent? Where did I, I'm sorry, you guys. Where did oh, I start off? Thing. So that's interesting. Oh, though, the truckers. Okay, so yeah. I've tried to raise money on, on crowdfunds and stuff like that. And, no, and firstly, the crowdfund was bogus. Secondly, when you see, and I, I, I hate Elon Musk. I'm sorry if you guys, if anybody likes him or whatever, but he seems to be like. You're good. It's cool. Getting, You're in the he's like, place. He's like fanboy. Everyone like loves him. And like, okay, he like. created yeah, he's literally at those New World Order meetings. They're like, what are we going to do with this guy? Well, how are we going to program our robot today? Like, he's probably possessed or something like that. I had a friend who knew him because he had a solar company and he ended up selling it to him. And he said when he met Elon Musk, the dude was just like shoveling ice cream down his throat, like probably like possessed demonic. Either way, he got on board and was like, oh, go Canadian truckers. And people are like, oh, it's not in the mainstream. It's not in the mainstream. He's, he's getting people all rallied, like, oh, Canadian truckers rule was his meme, while simultaneously launching his self-driving trucks in Texas. Okay. Yeah. And then, I mentioned that somebody got upset the other day. I was like, this is a self-driving truck thing, right? No, he was not having it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the same, so Elon Musk is literally like playing the world. And like, there's no Department of Justice or anything like there, how there used to be, because there's all these conflicts of interest things going on everywhere, you know? So what ended up happening, people, is like um, everyone lost their rights. And now it's like martial law and Trudeau can, what, freeze bank accounts for anybody who donated to yeah. the GoFundMe. The GoFundMe money didn't go. Like, say you donated $2,000 and, like, that was a lot of money to you. It didn't, didn't vaporize. The truckers. It didn't go to the truckers. And it got donated to whoever they wanted to. Do you know that, like, in Redwood City, GoFundMe, is like right next to like Solar City and and Tesla and Elon Musk's like house. Like these people go to dinner together, you guys. Yeah. Like come on. Okay. It's just like people don't get it. They're like, oh, go, 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 go. 
and like my homeschool <laughs> people are, are making crayon and we're following the instructor's path and and there's Amish people baking them cookies and stuff and I have to be like the asshole by being like come on trust your gut trust your intuition how could they all of a sudden be and then and then of course this is right in the midst of all of this programming of food shortages where does the food come from how does it get from A to Z you know also have you guys like ever worked as a trucker or anything like that most of them do not own those trucks they can't just go very few they yeah, can just go and do that you know so it's going to be it's going to be short they get paid by the mile like 45 cents a mile or something like that they're not they don't own the trucks okay and all of this talk of like the u.s truckers are here ten thousand of them no no that's not that wasn't even real they can't cross the borders like I, like if you watch the canadian borders like all of this logic went out of the wind out the door for this fake hope fake light right which is like probably what's going to happen in the sky like 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 that's what they prophesize is like a fake like what what does illuminati even stand for like fake light or something like that or i don't even know but like what if it's like uh, the second coming of Christ, but hidden as Satan, and then they give him a body, and they're like, "No, it's God," or whatever. It's like there's some weird, weird stuff on the horizon, but it ain't good, man. And it's like people's hope is just being dismantled over and over. And by the time, like, so it's like it's like lose lose. Either you wake up and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm not gonna get my two thousand dollars back," and it was all a sham the whole time, and I had hope, and I'm an idiot, or you like believe it hook, line, and sinker, and you're still thinking like what because the truckers got dismantled and now like they're still in like martial law over there and they're pushing it like china's i mean Canada's exactly becoming like the china is you know it, social credit all that, all that stuff yeah assuming all of it was real what did what happened did they fix anything did anything change no everything went back to normal and trudeau probably has more power than ever now so what did they help like what helped what happened and it was engineered crazy storms and ice storms and cold as as, as all can be so people were like, Matt, how dare you, Matt? How dare you? You have a social media influence. Why aren't you telling people to go there? I'm like, telling people to go to the to sub-zero temperatures, to stand around, to occupy a capital city, to do what for what? Like, I think, like, like first thing I do is I ask my gut. And it's, it started with, like, gambling. It started with stock market. And, like, if you're going to lose your ass, you can feel it, man. Like if you've like made the wrong bet or whatever it is, or you know, like you buy a stock and it's like plummeting, and you're like, oh no, it'll come back. Your gut's like, no, it's not, dude. Or whatever it is, or if you're about to get like jumped or whatever, there's like street smarts, like your gut knows. Everyone has had that sinking feeling in their gut, like right before they got in a car accident, right before the police came or something, or like right before you got dumped or you found out you got cheated on, whatever the heck it is, your gut knows, man. It's this um connection to like well, I don't even know what it is, divine force or whatever, but like if you know about muscle testing or whatever, your body knows. So just, you know, you don't have to listen to me or listen to somebody who's over there being like, you know, believe in the truckers, send your money here and there. Because there's so many people who are like, I went through and I was like, okay, I don't trust these people anymore. Because if they're like begging people to get involved and what are our bank accounts really frozen? I don't even know what's up with all that, you know, but at the end of the day, what did it do? it divided us more and more and more and the quantum computer really what it wants is it wants us divided so much that we come bat each other and fight each other you know because the yeah, stars yeah. are aligning the stars are aligning for like a change of government and like a top lean and like a revolution and they really want to spin that out and steer it into a civil war of some sort however they can do it 
So it's like divide, 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 divide. And at the end of the day, the truthers are going to be like the, you know, domestic terrorists and all this nonsense because we'll we'll be over here saying that it was, it wasn't Russian hackers that, you know, um, whatever attacked the grid or whatever, because it was hacker nonsense. They remember before, like a little bit ago when gas prices went up and they said it was like Russian hackers. It was like a year and a half ago or something. Remember that? Yeah. It actually happened. And they could just pull that again. Yeah, we're in you know? California. We definitely felt it. Yeah, it That's hurts. Cool. <laughs> it hurts my butt every yeah. time I fill up. I had to change the battery in my car the other day. And I this is going to sound uh, kind of shitty to our existence. But as I was changing <laughs> the battery, I was like, okay, I hope this fucking works. Because the battery in my car has been kind of shitty lately. And I put the new one in and I was like, polarize. And that's kind of like what the world's doing. I feel like we're batteries and all of this crazy nonsense. I was wondering if everything that's going on in the world right now was minusculely, kind of like Rick and Morty style, was happening in my battery. I'm like, go to war, fuckers. Polarize. I need this shit to work because I need to turn it on. And Your microverse it. battery. Yeah. <laughs> it's the quantum carburetor. Um, <laughs> so oh my I, God. <laughs> I believe it. Everyone's micro, like family life and stuff, is everything's happening. It's all like a choice of victimhood and like a reflection of oneself, and all it keeps coming down to victimhood. I think it's like kind of spiritual yes. and like karmic, like like kind of like the reason why we're here is to own our shit, you know. And either we face it and like be like, "This is who I am. Yeah, this is me." Or we're like, oh, I'm going to be a victim because he's showing his face and like, and it comes, you know, you get, you, you just get stuck in this kind of like, I'm not going to own, you know, it's like a child, right? It's like a child that has done, you know, something's wrong, but wants to play the victim and not get in trouble for what they've done. And they go, they're going to literally like, like a magnet to you. Like, I'm not trying to cut you off, but doesn't that feel like no, a magnet? You see someone doing that. Don't you just want to kind of like, like go away from them? Not, and maybe you want to get closer and explain things. But when we see things, when we see people do things that are very different that we hate, we're like, ew, no. And we go away. And I think it creates energy for something else. I'm being weird and saying my weird shit. No, you're right. It's a, it's like a dismantling. It creates some sort of energy that, that we don't even fucking know about. It's definitely not on our radar. It's definitely not on CNN. But there is something else going on with the mental human energy that's created by disagreeing with something or getting super angry. Um, I think super happy is okay. In a certain way, as long as there's no negative intention. But I think there's something about hating something or being so negative and being mad about it that uh, the big elites want. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. But I find some power in divine rage. Like I find some really prophetic moments when I'm like so pissed off that like I can't even like see straight. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think it's like frequency and vibration higher highs lower lows lower lows higher highs and the the powers that be they don't know what they're even dealing with i i mean like i don't even know what what happened to our true history or whatever but i think that this war on consciousness has been going on for a while and so they're trying it different ways because i don't think that they were able to win before you know like everyone's everything everything was turned to stone before or something like that because they couldn't win and so they're trying to figure out ways to win. And they're not going to win this time either, right? No, wait, because- we're giving them a fucking run for their money right now, right? 
Yeah, well, it's vibratory, I think. It's vibration. So the more that they stoop everybody to their lows, then we, like, get mad at that. And, like, we either, like, get angry and there's fear and all those, like, a lower vibration frequency, which they like and they get to feed off of. Or there's, like, something righteous coming out of it. Um, like, for instance, sometimes I'm around kids and they're like eight and 10 and what have you. And they, and the, some of these parents around here are really cool. Like the, the groups that I'm around, we're forming like little collectives of like cool people that don't, the kids aren't wearing masks or anything. And so they're seeing their peers as kind of like sellouts or whatever. Right. But there's okay. So they're not getting angry because they're kids, right? They're seeing the truth in a totally different way. And the way that they're, they're like dismantling reality and coming through it is like is like even if they're like mad about it it's kind of hard to explain but they're creating a, a a vibration that doesn't that the low of the vibration is not fear so it's going to be like a whole uh, higher vibration that they create because they're going to see it in a different way that's all like truth you know i think part of the dismantling is through all the lies they want people to resonate with the lies thinking that it's the light it's all like that's the age we're in right it's like completely like falsehood trying to tell people this is the truth but it's just like falsehood like lies it's like fluoride is good for you it's actually that's the opposite it's like you know what i mean it's like a lot of that unraveling right all now the shit, yeah but if you can flip it on its head and really see it for what it is it completely dismantles it and it makes you so much more powerful than before than you would have been you know, like imagine a kid just growing up slowly in a world that's like slow and steady, like what we had before. It's not the same as them actually recognizing truth and picking a side, you know, subconsciously at first. Yeah. But then like when their friends are like, here's the mask and they're like, actually, what? you know, like they're, they're making that decision at a young age. If we were given that, we'd be like superheroes by now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a. I love that analogy, actually, or not analogy, but real life example with kids, because they're so innocent. It's not the same as us, where we've seen it and we're painted as humans or whatever. Kids don't have that. They just, you know, abhor it honestly on their own. <laughs> they're like, "Oh, that shit's dumb," and they don't mean it. They're not putting out any negative energy, really. They just dislike it and choose to not do it. So I think that's fucking awesome. The kids are the future for sure. And they're the only things really that we can fight for and like leading the way for them is the most important thing I feel like. Um, some parents are getting it. A lot of parents are on the fence and what have you. I think an even more powerful aspect will be like parents that are totally um, lame and kids that are like rebelling from that. So like when we grew up, we'd rebel and what, like they'll smoke a cigarette or something. Like we wouldn't like honor truth as our rebellion. So that's like creating a whole new form of the warrior rebel consciousness in and of itself. And the quantum computer, as much as it wants to like think it knows, it, the the refinement of like the human spirit and like we're not gonna back down. Like the more like like the more obstacles that I have, it actually like there's empowers a, you. Yeah, it empowers me. There's a Chinese proverb, um, let the obstacle be the path. But it's like even deeper, it's like the obstacle like empowers me to even go on the journey, you know? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like part of the ego being stoked. It's like, oh, you wanna you wanna fuck with me? Like, okay, cool, let's do this. Otherwise, I'd just be like sleeping, playing, you know, playing video games or something. And you know, I wouldn't have a challenge or anything to worry about, you know. Yeah. So I, I always love to close with this. Everybody knows this, but before we get out of here, 
what's your predictions for what's going on next? Like in the next uh, six months or next year or next five years? Like what, what do you see coming with all the shit that we've been talking about tonight? Um, well, five years is, is pretty far out for sure. Um, I, so I go to the post office every single day and there's a big blue recycling bin and I dig through other people's mail, like some like psychopath. And it's terrific because I get like I get like calendars that people don't want or like packaging material for my company and stuff like that. And it's like, oh yeah, it's probably a federal offense. But either way, I um I open up stuff, right? <laughs> right? And <laughs> this is going somewhere. So it's, with it's no really, mask. It's yeah, with no mask. And people are like, what the hell is this guy doing? And usually I'm just like looking like at a catalog to see how my company can like do better or something like that. But, um, oh, is it right here? I wonder if it's right here. There's some unreal hate mail going around, hate mail propaganda stuff. Um, it's unbelievable. And it's, it's race-oriented. Um, the ALCU, there's a, so I think based on people's mail, <laughs> there is um, some provoking of this extreme sides of racism. And Absolutely. there's this there's this one map that I keep finding in the in the mail, meaning people are being sent this map, and they're like, some people are keeping it, and some people aren't, and it's like some from some law firm. I don't even get it. And it's a map of the U.S. and it's like all these hate groups in the U.S. It's like the KKK, and every single city has like some little hate group that's like white supremacist, right? And then there's other mail that I'm seeing coming to African Americans that are like, um, if we don't act now you know, there's going to be like a race war that we don't win and stuff. And I'm like, what the hell? I mean, like, where is this? I don't even know. So um, it's not on the mainstream right now yet, but there's still like this weird tension brewing in terms of a race war. And that's like the CIA, that's what they're really good at. They go into countries and then they dismantle them from the inside out, the Arab Spring or whatever it is, Libya, the, the you get two factions, you know, Sunni and Shiites, whatever it is. You get two factions fighting each other from the within. It's genius, and that's what they do. So that's what they want to do to us, and or they, whoever the they is. You know, people get sidetracked by that term. So it seems like that there will be probably within the next before Biden's gone, I would imagine there will be a false flag racial uh, tension thing um, that sure. builds. Huh? Yeah, I know that builds uh, some super tension over gun laws and what have you. And then by the time Trump is like getting reelected, there's gonna be this whole wave of Antifa nonsense and waste funding will get thrown at that again. Because there was a crazy wave of Antifa like lighting fires all over Portland and all this sort of stuff. And oh, that, yeah. that isn't just done. It's just the funding probably got paused. I would imagine that they have those people waiting and hungry now and that they're going to use them again in the near future i would imagine so there's that i think there's going to be a lot of crazy fires um, if you um have been keeping up with like the fire thing like paradise california and the town's just uh, like I mean, the buildings the homes are just like pulverized along with um santa rosa california and then um ashland where i'm at uh, talent oregon and then um, Lytton, BC, that town was like erased from the map, basically. And then in uh, Boulder County, Colorado, uh, it, it's, it's increasing more. It's happening more. And in Australia, where they say it's climate change and the trees are still there and the homes are pulverized, people are calling it directed energy weapons. 
I think it has to do a lot to do with the smart meters surging down the line and creating these internal um, fires, um, electrical fires that just are just, these smart meters can be surged to like pulverize these homes to dust. And that would make a lot of sense why the bushes are just sitting out front and what have you. I mean, my town is just still in rubble from something like whatever they did. I mean, it was Antifa lighting fires and then engineered winds. And then the elephant in the room, there's a lot of stuff. The fire hydrants didn't work and the emergency broadcast didn't go out. And there's, there's a lot of things going on like that. So I, I see more towns just getting burned out and that's something. So a lot of things happening at once. The racial thing will intensify. And then by the time Trump is back for re-election, which is just two years from now, that campaign will be romping. Two years from now, we'll be like, oh, this is November, right? Or there's just one... Yeah. Do you think he's really going to run again? Or do you think he even has oh, yeah. a chance? Huh. Yeah, he'll run again and they'll probably let him win and it'll be against another Biden re-election, which everyone will hate him by then. So it'll be like staged again. But there'll be a lot of weird racial tension by then and Antifa and that'll be all like intensifying. But um, in terms of like crazy world stuff, I think they'll draw out the Russia thing forever. There'll be like weird cyber attacks that we get to blame on Russia, but and then that'll increase food prices and, and increase stupid things like gas prices and whatnot. And then I think it'll culminate with maybe next year, maybe next year, or maybe the following year, where um, they totally engineer the weather like crazy. So I've been noticing like they every spring they're messing with it more and more and more. And what happens is like in February, they'll heat it up to like 70 degrees and Mother Nature will be like, oh, it's spring. And they'll be like, ah, just kidding. And then it'll be like 10 degrees again or something. They, they do yeah. it all across the country. I've noticed. So we're in this up and down thing right now where I'm at, but they've been doing it, it seems like everywhere. And the writing on the wall of these, like whatever, Georgia Guidestone scriptures, whatever, the, then the whole like food shortage propaganda machine that's a normalization program like they're and the disclosure like there's karmic things and all these things they have to tell us what they're doing it's weird and then we kind of co-create it together i think that they will pull off a food shortage but it'll be in the terms it'll be weather warfare so we'll have and they'll call it oh no global warming we need to get these seasons and you know more regulated with geoengineering so spring will come early and then they'll hit us with a you know a harsh um winter again and it'll dismantle the crops so bad that though we will have probably a designed um like winter is coming winter is coming you know that that didn't happen immediately it they kind of tell us and then they wait and then they do it right so it yeah. seems like the winter is coming thing will happen and food prices will keep going up and inflation will start to really creep and maybe run away and then by the time you know, um, people are like pulling, it, they'll probably pull another like Canada thing and be like, oh, we got to freeze these different bank accounts because they got involved with this. And then that'll lead to like people pulling their money out and what have you, you know, and then that can lead to the, the social credit system and the, the dollar getting like the dollar will be in five years. I think the dollar will be dismantled in the US, like the physical dollar. I think lot, that's I mean, yeah. that I, I'm expecting something this year to go down with the dollar. It's, I've, it's, so tanking like a... what's up man? i was just about mm. to say that i was gonna say like i i don't see the the end of this of this president's term before most of what you're talking about has already come about i think that they're yeah, he's going... pretty evil huh <laughs> well, i think i dumb i, no, I, I, I don't, his eyes, I don't, dude. He's, he's I don't think that he's black, i don't think that he's evil <laughs> i think that he is the perfect puppet 
for the ones that we all know are evil. I think I don't think that he's got. A, I don't think that he's got a fucking brain. I think that when he had a brain and the amount of time that he spent in service as a politician, they said, "Look at we actually got a guy that spent." 50 years on this side of what we need and now he's brainless and we can perfectly use his goddamn face for what we want and there you go i don't see the puppet masters letting him out for that 2024 election of trump that everybody's gunning for i don't see that fucking happening before everything that we're talking about is in play because it takes a step back from forward progression to where the next four years that trump might do He'll never gain ground on what he wanted to. He'll have to spend his four years undoing everything just to get back up to par, if that's even the case. Apparently undoing. Just like George yeah. W. Bush. Same kind of thing. Just just like George W. Bush. Real quick, guys, I got to get going. Um, I tried to hang in there a little bit longer, but I do got to get going. Matt, it's no, great talking to you. Wrap up was... anyway. Don't, cool. don't yeah, go anywhere. Okay. We're okay. All right. All right. Uh, we did have a question in the chat. When is Frankenskies 2? And I don't know if you have a date on that. But before you get out of here, plug whatever you have coming up. Yeah, I don't know when that movie's going to be out. I'd like to have a trailer soon. The goal is to be able to go to Sweden when the Bill Gates experiment happens in this June. They've got it all designed now with Greta Thunberg being the opposition yeah. to the geoengineering. So she's going to be there saying, like, we actually need to do this differently. And her whole opposition is that it just needs to be regulated properly by the governance, um, oh. the UN. So the so UN is involved in regulating it properly and they do it everywhere at once. And it's not just like dimming the sun in Costa Rica, but not, you know, Venezuela or whatever. You got to do balancing, do it everywhere all at once. So it's like it's totally still controlled. The goal is to have the film have a happy ending where, you know, we wake up and, and stop it. But um, I can't release the movie now because there's so much on the horizon. And just like the first one, please check out frankenskies.com or frankenskiesthemovie.com. Both will take you to the movie. Even just watching the first 20 minutes, there's a lot to learn. In the movie Frankenskies, like I thought I should come out with it. And then I, I got delayed a little bit. And then all the stuff came out, like geoengineering, new clouds. And, and they started talking about dimming the sun and Bill Gates and all this stuff. So it's all in God's hands. I think that the movie will probably be out in about a year and a half, I'm thinking. And along with that, there's so many other things happening. I'll be um, getting around, um, doing a little tour for Frankie Sky's the first one, and getting out there. But I'm also putting together like this truth kind of music uh, tour to at least hit the Midwest, Midwest with some like uh, speakers and musicians revolving around truth. And I'll keep everyone updated on that. Please check out Actual Activists, plural, my website, actualactivist.com. There's a daily blog on there. And a lot of resources, amazing um, tool there. That's my baby. And then my EMF protective clothing line, Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O, the Latin word for hope. Sparrow Gear on Instagram, sparrowgear.com. Come check me out over there. Oh, and I'll give you guys a coupon. Actual Activist is a coupon on the Sparrow Gear if you want to awesome. use that. Coupon that code. Yeah. Show notes. And thanks for having me on, you guys. Dude, of course. Good of course. to see you. And next time you're down here, definitely let us know. Our house is always open. We've had several yeah. podcasts through and barbecue and hang out with them. It's fucking great. So cool. thanks, Matt. And uh, thanks, everybody, in the live chat. Thanks, Ben, for hanging out later than normal. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch hang you guys next after. time.
credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.